Good morning, people of God. Good morning, friends in Christ. Welcome to worship. May I stand here, maestro? Wonderful. Thank you. I've always wanted to do this. <laughs> Welcome to all of our musicians here presenting Forever Exalted, part three of G.F. Handel's Messiah. And so we are in for a treat this morning. Also, happy Pentecost. I see red everywhere. Happy birthday to the church. And if you are a visitor here this morning, we warmly and sincerely welcome you to worship. All of you, welcome to worship. Please take a moment to sign the friendship books and pass them along that we might have record of your worship. We might greet you by name. We are receiving an offering this morning, and you have envelopes in your orders of service for Friends of the Arts donation, and we encourage you to be generous. This is an opportunity to worship God through our arts that we do uh, regularly here at uh, Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. Please join us for refreshments following worship, uh, Pentecost refreshments. We are pleased to announce that we have raised almost $7,000 in parking over the last few days. Isn't that amazing? So that over $7,000. So thank you for all who helped out. And finally, our new pastor will be here on the 23rd of June, Reverend Jason and his family. We have information about Reverend Jason, and we don't want to give this to you right now because you'll read it during my sermon. So don't do this, but come at um, Sunday the 23rd. Uh, you'll hear Reverend Jason meet his family. I uh, have an opportunity to hear him preach, ask a few questions, and then we're going to vote on his coming to be our next pastor. So happy day indeed. So we are going to dispense with the greeting. Look around and just with your eyes, greet your neighbors in Christ. Wave. Good. Good. Uh, please rise as Amy calls us to worship. Yes. We have a birthday today. We do. We do. Pastor Charles. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. children's story, I'll tell you how old I am, but you'll have to wait. Amy, Amy. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. The love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Please pray with me. Almighty God, at the Feast of Pentecost, you sent your Holy Spirit to the disciples, filling them with joy and boldness to preach the gospel. Empower us with that same spirit to witness to your redeeming love and draw all people to you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. 
and let us continue our worship with our hymn of praise this morning. seated and may we have all the boys and girls and youth and young at heart come on up and I think we can be right here on this front row right here on this front row come on up nice to see you so birthdays Let's talk about birthdays. Go right in there. Good, good. Oh, second row. How about that? Come on back. Good, come on in. Don't trip. 
So how many of you are six years old? Six? Six. Great. How many of you are eight years old? Any eight? How many have been eight? <laughs> you, you were once eight. So what is six and eight? Six and eight is how much? Fourteen. What, 68? I'm 14. 68 years old. The church is how many years old? 2,000 more or less years old. And we are celebrating the birthday of the church today on Pentecost when the Spirit of God came rushing into the church like a wind. Can you go... like a wind. So we're going to talk about that a little later on. But we have some guests this morning, don't we? Who are these people? They're singers. Can you wave? There are instrumentalists. Can you name some of these instruments? What is this? Raise this up. What is this? A trumpet. That's right. What is this? Another trumpet. It's a little smaller, or is it, are they both the same size? Okay. And do you know what this is here? Violin. A violin. All right. Now, this is going to be a hard one. What is this one over here? Uh, a viola. A little different, a little bigger than a violin. And then here's a kind of a mama size. <laughs> what is that? Bass. That's a what? Bass. A bass? <laughs> a bass. A bass. A bass is a fish. <laughs> That's coming up. This is a what? This is not a bass. This is a cello. Cello. And here comes dad the bass. <laughs> this is a bass violin, and all these people make music, and it's called a what? An orchestra. So the church is like an orchestra. We all have different instruments to play. Is any one instrument more important than the other? No. The... <laughs> The viola may think he's more important. <laughs> but they all contribute to a beautiful sound that we'll be hearing in music. So the church, there's no one more important than anyone else, and we all need each other. Does the trumpet need the violin? Yes. Does the cello need the bass? Does the bass need the singers? Yes, we all need each other, and we're all important. And when one hits a wrong note, <laughs> are people happy about that? No, they're sad. <laughs> and they, this is no pressure on you, sir. <laughs> 
they're sad about that. So in the church, when one person is weak, everyone comes to their aid, and they pray for them, and they love them. So the church, happy birthday church, is like an orchestra. Everyone is important. We don't laugh at anyone. We encourage each other, and we all need each other. Let's fold our hands and bow our heads and pray. Gracious God, we thank you for this good day, this day of Pentecost, this day of new life in the church. Happy birthday, church. Watch over our time of worship together. May this day not be performance, but may it be worship and honoring and loving of you, encouraging each other. Thank you for every boy and girl here. Watch over their time. In Jesus' name, amen. So are you off to your activities? A couple of announcements here. We have Vacation Bible School coming up July 12th through 14th, right? Yeah, if anyone has extra cardboard or boxes, um, we are in each of those. And if you just so happen to have any Western-themed decor, you can use that as well. Just label your name on the bottom of it and leave it with me, um, and you'll get it back after and we have a ping-pong tournament coming up, don't we? That's right, yeah. Uh, our youth group is hosting our second ping-pong tournament coming up this Saturday at 10 a.m. So we have uh, about 14 kids signed up so far with room for more. So uh, please hit me up after church if you want to volunteer. If you have anybody that's interested, we'll have flyers, all that good stuff. Rob, Director of Student Ministries, Carrie, Director of Children's Ministries. And they're married and... Here's Everly. Are you staying or going? We'll be back for the concert. Okay, great. Good. Not for my sermon, just for the concert. Okay. <laughs> Let us continue in worship. <laughs> Remember that our Lord Jesus can sympathize with us in our weaknesses, since in every respect he was tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with boldness approach the throne of grace that we may find mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. Let us confess together our sins against God and our neighbor. Please join me. Almighty God, you poured your spirit upon gathered disciples, creating bold tongues, open ears, and a new community of faith. We confess that we hold back the force of your Spirit among us. We do not listen for your word of grace, speak the good news of your love, or live as a people made one in Christ. Have mercy on us, O God. Transform our timid lives by the power of your Spirit and fill us with a flaming desire to be your faithful people, doing your will for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. May the God of mercy, who forgives you all your sins, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen.
And now would you join me in reciting the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. You may be seated. We wait upon you for our morning tithes and offerings, and our gifts to the Friends of the Arts here at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant.
Our scripture on this day of Pentecost Sunday is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 to 13. Let us listen for God's word. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem, and at the sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds and power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. Let us pray. And this is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. O oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. We worship and listen now through Christ, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. So I'll ask the Papa bass player to have a seat right on that front row. I'd like to watch the people who are sleeping. <laughs> what? <laughs> Have a seat right on the front row. Perfect, perfect. And keep your eye on the cellist here, too. <laughs> this familiar and yet mysterious story of the day of Pentecost forces the preacher, indeed this Acts 2 text, compels us to address a subject that we would prefer to avoid, the Spirit of God. And we steer clear of this spirit talk because the spirit can't be explained or examined or outlined in sermons of a few minutes and a couple of points. And yet at Pentecost, every year, congregations like ours attempt to set forth, retell the story of the unexplained. All that took place. New life, sudden, unmerited, irresistible new life. That's the Pentecost story in Acts 2. The events are broadcast and transmitted in the most expansive way possible. All the stops of this literary organ are pulled out. A heavenly sound like a rushing wind, fire descending from heaven, Patterns of speech transforming into diverse languages of the day. 
It's as if not even the most lavish of human writing can capture the experience of Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. These are the 120 believers, possibly gathered in the very upper room in Jerusalem in which our Lord had promised the coming of the Holy Spirit just 50 days before. Judas was replaced by Matthias, and the believers were simply waiting. It's not by accident, of course, that the birth of the church, this great harvest of souls, should take place on an important Jewish agricultural festival day, the day of Pentecost, sometimes known as the Feast of Weeks. The day of Pentecost marked the end of the celebration of the spring harvest, a worship cycle that began at Passover, during which devout Jewish families praised God for all grace and bounty. Pentecost was not only the end of the harvest season, it marked the beginning of a new planting season lasting until the Feast of Booths, or Tabernacles, in the fall. Again, in Tabernacles, the first fruits of the field were harvested and sacrificed to God. You see, Pentecost is then both an end and a beginning. It's a leaving behind of the past and a launching forward to a new future. On this day of Pentecost, a crossroads day, God's Spirit rushed into that one place, spread out tongues of fire. All were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in the known languages of the day as the Spirit gave them utterance. The sound of the wind gathered a crowd in Jerusalem that Sunday morning, and as the disciples spilled into the streets, they spoke, and visitors from far east as Persia, west as Rome, as far south as Libya, north to Syria, heard these simple Galilean disciples declare the wonders of God in their own tongues. It's like traveling and hearing your native language, English. You just have to eavesdrop. Notice that no one present is excluded from this display of God's grace. Unlike other important moments in the history of God's mighty acts of salvation, the transfiguration story, for example, in Mark 9, where only the inner few, Peter, James, and John, are witnesses to the work of God. At Pentecost, everyone is included. The tongues of fire rest on each one, in a moment, the crowd comes surging forward because each one has heard the disciples speaking in his or her native tongue. And in order not to miss the inclusive moment, we hear a list of place names tracing a wide sweep throughout the Greco-Roman world. That which happens at Pentecost is no inner mystical experience it's rather an outpouring of God's power and passion that touches everyone present. Now, not everyone responded to winds of fire in positive ways. Some mocked in verse 13, they have had too much wine. Confusing spirit-induced joy with alcohol-induced inebriation. Amazed and perplexed, the crowds concluded, this cannot be what it seems to be, yet what it seemed to be was precisely what it was. God's Spirit unleashed new life, sudden, unmerited, irresistible new life. 
verses 17 through 20 that we didn't hear this morning is Peter's sermon. The same Peter who denied Jesus seven weeks before is now on Pentecost, bold, courageous, unmistakably full of voice. Peter begins his explanation of what they are witnessing with words from the prophet Joel. Interestingly, a prophecy of 5th century Jerusalem doomsday. Peter now turns this into the glorious declaration of God's new life. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people, sons, daughters, young, old servants. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs on earth below. For Joel, the signs and wonders of God's spirit were an outpouring of disaster. But for Peter, these wonders are fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Our Lord himself, the greatest of God's wonders and Christ's purposes in breaking into the course of human history. Nothing short of our full redemption and healing is found in this Pentecost. And in the last verse, verse 21, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I'll take another page from my brother, John the Baptist. He was a Baptist pastor, went to be with God in April. He loved to alliterate two E's, two points. The Spirit of God, first of all, is expansive. And secondly, the Spirit of God is experiential. Libyans, Romans, Persians, Egyptians, Cappadocians, all hear the wondrous news of God's work. No less Christ's ministry at 2850 Fairview Road in Costa Mesa. This worshiping community meeting every Sunday morning to honor God, to upbuild the church, to empower people for ministry and mission. This Sunday hour, or hour and 15 minutes, in our Christian faith, the men and women's scripture studies, our children's ministry, including VBS, our student ministries, including the ping pong tournament, Presbyterian women, the I-Lead Discovery School on our campus four days a week with 80 students and 20 faculty and growing, the Casa del Afario Spanish Church meeting in our fellowship hall on Sunday afternoons, a myriad of support groups, large and small, Costa Mesa High School Baccalaureate in this sanctuary coming up, InterVarsity Christian Fellowship meeting on our campus, all a part of the expansive Pentecost. And yet, on this Pentecost Sunday, we have lost those who have gone before. Harry, George, Elizabeth, Rosalind, Feathers, Janie, Are they a part of our Pentecost experience? Are they a part of our expansive ministry? I listened to a well-known Presbyterian preacher, Dr. Thomas Long, at a conference a couple of years ago in Seattle. And Dr. Long preached on this Acts 2 text. And he says the writer, Luke, was so expansive at Pentecost that the visitors in Jerusalem that day 
were not only from all over the known world, Parthians, residents of Mesopotamia, Egypt, Libya, Rome, but on that day of Pentecost, visitors were there from all over time. Medes. Can we go back to that? Where are the Medes? Are they there? Medes were long dead. Four centuries dead, the Medo-Persian Empire died. By the time Luke writes, Elamites, see the Elamites? They came back with Ezra and Nehemiah to rebuild Jerusalem in 450 B.C., long dead. Yet the Medes and Elamites are part of what the writer of Hebrews calls the great cloud of witnesses. I even emailed Dr. Long and I said, did you really mean that? Past and present? And he said, yes. So Elizabeth and Janie and George are a part of Christ's expansive ministry, part of Christ's Pentecostal ministry. So does our neighborhood stand astonished? Do the residents of Costa Mesa say, are not all these worshiping, studying the Bible, organizing VBS, ping pong, are they not all Presbyterian Church of the Covenanters, past and present? How we hear them speaking in the power of God in our own language of spirit service, expansive. And secondly, Pentecost is experiential. The gospel that God is reconciling, restoring, winning us back to God. The good news that Christ finished purchasing our salvation at the cross and resurrection and all is accomplished. Our response to that glorious good news is not indifference, but it's experienced in our hearts, in our lives. Upon hearing the Pentecostal sermon, Peter's hearers were, what, cut to the heart. They sold their possessions, gave to all who are in need. You see, Pentecost is expansive to all the world, and Pentecost is experienced in our hearts, in our hands. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all gathered together in one place. And so we gather at Covenant, maybe some here for the first time, maybe some for decades. We welcome all. The good news goes out, touches every life with grace. Welcome to these gifted musicians today presenting G.F. Handel's Messiah, Forever Exalted. We live in a day of change. New pastor will come to this church with his family soon. We live in winds of change. May we fully and finally experience the Spirit of God as we gather together in one place. For the grass withers and the flower fades, but the promises of our God abide forever. And I say this almost every week. I know when to finish my sermon because Cornell stands up. <laughs> God be with you. Good morning and uh, welcome everybody. Uh, Three years ago, in January, uh, the Covenant Choir launched the Messiah Project, as we call it. 
We were able to do the first part selections in December of 2017. The first part is talking about the old prophecies about the coming of Jesus. Then in 2018, we've done several selections from the second part, part two, which is about the suffering of Jesus and it ended with the great Alleluia chorus. He, uh, he was victorious over death. Third part is not very much done except that we're doing in a whole concert, but um, I do have a passion for it because it's talking about things that, are in, that interest us as, as I'm speaking. It is about Jesus resurrected, and it's about his church, us. It's about the present. It's about the church into the near future. It is talking about the church and God into the farther future. And it's talking about the church and God into eternity. So it's the most optimistic music of a great statue. Of a, in a classical style, it's a masterpiece. But today, we're going to make it even more than this. We're going to make it to, into a worship experience. I want to, to take uh, every one of you with us and share in the excitement of knowing that we are not only that we are saved from our sins, but we are victorious in Jesus Christ, and you're looking forward to, toward eternity with the most optimistic, um, how do I say that, outlook. Uh, so, uh, I was thinking, how should I call this presentation? It is talking about a person that is called Messiah, right? Oh, he suffered, he was victorious over the cross, over the sin, over the death, and now he is, I found that he's no longer going to come as a lamb, as a person to suffer, because he is forever exalted. Would you say that with me? Let's share in the joy of this music. And I want to bring something of special attention to you. If you think that the praise band is repeating the word a lot, let me tell you, we're going to have a piece that is called Amen. When Handel had nothing to do more than two Amens, he went into a kind of into the kind of, how do I say that? He got so high with this amen that he couldn't stop saying amen, amen, amen. And he used all his mastery he could do to make this into a absolutely uplifting experience. So please go with us in this moment. The, uh, the amen, it's the end of this piece, is the apotheosis of this whole great work. Welcome to Messiah Part 3, and I'd like to take the opportunity to thank our covenant choir, our great ringers and soloists, guest singers, our own Micah Wright on the harpsichord, our great organist in Orange County, Charles Rush, and uh, our great Angelica Strings, made out of top-notch musicians in Orange County.
has truly been a gift to us, and we thank you, dear Cornell, and all these gifted musicians. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And most of all, this morning, we gave honor and glory to our God. And so we worship God in spirit and in truth, and we made a joyful noise to the Lord, all the lands, all the lands. So we remind you that we're going to have Pentecost um, brunch in the Fellowship Hall following worship, and uh, you can receive more information about Pastor Jason from Brother Brian over there. Anything else for the good of the day? Shall we all stand for the blessing? And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit rest and remain with each one this day, this night, in the season of Pentecost and forevermore. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. This is Pastor Charles Fenson again, and we invite you at any point to come and worship with us here at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant in Costa Mesa. We trust that God has been honored by this worship service and that you have been blessed. God be with you.